0: Our host Allie and Casey, and we're gonna talk about more animals today.
1: Yep, so Allie, what you been up to?
0: Um, I actually finally went online, and I know you've heard of Wild Watch Kenya before, I've probably heard of it for like three years now. Yes, yeah. and I finally went online and actually um, tried it. So, first things first. Wild Watch Kenya is a, a research project with a few that a few different groups are working on, including the um, Wild Animal Park, or I guess San Diego Zoo Glo- Global. San
1: Diego Zoo Global.
0: Yeah, that. Um, and it's it's actually on a website called Zooniverse, which basically uses people to help go through pictures and stuff to just aid researchers. So Wild Watch Kenya, um, they're specifically tracking giraffe um, I like to say giraffe instead of giraffes, and I can, because if you listen to podcast don't bother. <laughs> I, I think you how so. Set up. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so I went on, I signed on and everything, and um, I wanted, I kind of like want to have like a lab coat and like feel fancy, but I need to get a lab coat, I guess, first. I do have a lab coat. Um, so I guess you would. Yeah. Yes, I'm a theater person, and organic I know, chemistry and was
1: uh, required. Yes.
0: Anyway, um, it
1: had some fun stuff, but
0: yeah, not a fan. (laughs) Anyway, so basically you go on, you sign up and then you, um, you hit, um, oh, I think it's start or something like that. But anyway, so basically what's going to happen is different pictures are going to pop up. They have a bunch of motion activated cameras and they just need help going through all the images because they only have like six researchers, I think. So essentially you look at an image, and I kind of felt like I was going crazy because a lot of them actually have nothing in them. Mm -hmm. So I'm, like, zooming in, trying to see if I'm missing something, especially because so many animals camouflage really well. Um, And I I definitely figured out that since they're motion activated, I think a lot of times it's just grass. Yeah. (laughs) Because there's, like, a blade of grass in front of the (laughs) camera. So I think the grass just moved, and that's what set it off. But, yeah, so there's an an option for um, nothing here, and then you move on. And so I had a lot of pictures with nothing in there. So I was like, oh my gosh, like, am I going crazy? Am I missing it? And then the first picture of an animal I got was really blurry. And I was like, okay, it's some sort of like antelope. But I have no idea. So luckily, (laughs) on the side, they have a bunch of animals listed. And then at the top, which is really helpful, it's like, looks like, and it'll give you like a cat type of outline or like an antelope type outline. And then you click on that. And then you can click on the color that it is and like the shape of the horns and stuff that helps you kind of figure it out. So I'm pretty sure I discovered that one was a waterbuck. I think that one was a waterbuck. From the best I could tell, the blurry blurry picture. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I got that one. I was like, oh, I have an animal, but it's really blurry and all. So I'm going through the next few, and they're nothing again, even though I'm zooming in and being like, is there something hiding? Um, And then I basically screamed. (laughs) The first one came out, and there were like three zebra in it. I was like, zebra. I guess i have to look up zebra plural too it's probably zebras
1: it's zebras
0: okay anyway um <laughs>
1: not everything special
0: oh well it should be um so anyway so i literally am like sitting there going because so i was like zebras <laughs> um and then so you say like what kind of animal and that one was actually clear picture so i was like zebra and then how many three do they have young with oh what are they doing are they eating are they moving are they i don't know there's some other things and i was like looks like they're moving and then they have young with them, and the one looks kind of small, so I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it looks smaller, but it's kind of partially blocked by one, so I wasn't sure. But that one was really exciting, and I got to the zebra, and then it was a lot of nothing else. And then I got to one, and it was an elephant, but it was like the from like halfway on the stomach down of the elephant, but obviously it's an <laughs> elephant. So <it> was an <laughs> elephant. Um, and then they had some sort of. Um, forget what I oh I think they were Impala is what I guessed they were. Um, and there was a bunch of Impala. But anyway it's really cool when you get those it's like it's just so cool and you see them like, oh there's mm-hmm. that and you feel so special. But then it cycles back to the other pictures. So I guess each picture goes through 15 guesses mm-hmm. and then they send that to the researchers and then they mm-hmm. take their you know second look at it. But anyway, so um, so yeah it's really cool. And then there's a whole place where you can like post a picture and talk about it with other animal yeah. lovers. It's kind of crazy, but but it was pretty cool. So I recommend doing it. Um, If you search Wild Watch Kenya, I'm pretty sure the first result that came up was the Zoonosis site, and then you just kind of have to search in there, Wildlife Kenya, Wild Watch Kenya, and you'll get there. Yeah. But yeah, so it was pretty cool. So I definitely want to do it again. But I I really feel like I want to have like a lab coat and feel like (laughs) I'm fancy.
1: Yeah, I haven't done Wild Watch Kenya, but I have done um, the Citizen Scientists with NASA. for monitoring like kelp forests, they'll do something similar. Take satellite images. You have to identify where the kelp, if there's kelp in the picture, because their um, AI um, can't distinguish because oh, okay. of the kind of shade of green that uh, it is from like other th- green things that are yeah. not kelp. And so you go and just like while I watch Kenny, there's like not here, no, it's nope nope and land. sometimes it's not even the ocean it's just land Oh, that's
0: weird.
1: <laughs> yeah well it's a bunch of random satellite uh, photos okay. that you go through and then you can also do another one uh, where you actually they'll give you the ones where it's been confirmed that there's kelp in the satellite image and then you trace around um, where the kelp is and then it gets sent to the scientists cool. to do more with the research
0: Yeah, so if you're bored one day, go check. It was a non-profit, the same site, then, right?
1: Yeah, I get emails from Zooniverse. So Uh,
0: So go check out Zooniverse. There's other, yeah, there's other projects. Obviously, (laughs) there's the kelp thing. (laughs) Yeah. And wildlife or wildlife. Yeah, there's
1: also one with, I believe, African penguins.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I want to say there's an Australian one, too. I didn't have a ton of time, so I didn't really go exploring, but you bored someday it's kind of cool and maybe actually with um with covid and quarantine right now like with kids at home who are going crazy that might be kind of
1: fun to do yeah that's what actually my friend said it's like at least we can contribute to scientists science with <laughs> yes. this and it's like me going through a bunch of pictures yeah
0: like, this is you getting science credit <laughs> because <laughs> you're you're being a scientist and this is what a lot of science is it's just kind of boring
1: yeah some science <laughs> is, is very boring stuff.
0: yeah <laughs> So, anyways, yeah, that's what I was up to, and uh, what what were you up to during this week?
1: I had actually gone through one of our old podcasts, and I realized I made an error.
0: Oh. Were you a Schrodinger, or were you just wrong, wrong?
1: I was wrong. (laughs) I was just dead wrong.
0: Okay, great. So, sometimes we might get stuff, so I'm kind of wrong. We always promise to try and fix it if if we mess something up. Anyway, do continue. Yes.
1: So, back when we were talking about whale watching. Yes. I said that I saw Brutus whale and that those were among the largest of the baleen whales. Mm-hmm. I was dead wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Brutus whales and humpbacks get to be about pretty close in size and on average Brutus whales actually tend to be smaller than humpbacks. Oh. But they're both typically in the 40 to 50 foot range. Okay.
0: So yeah. then what are the bigger ones? So blue The blue baleen, right? Yeah,
1: blue whale's the largest. Yeah. Um, and then second is the fin whale. And then it gets weird because then there's differences between what you consider largest, because, like, there's longest, oh, which okay. still can be the blue whale, right. and fin whale as the two largest. And then there's by weight, in which I think there's the bowhead whale and the right whales. Are more of contenders because they're like when you look at them, they look even look stockier than some <laughs> of the other whales. Because most lean whales that people know of are like the rorquals. Um, those are the ones that have those grooves under their chin, um, and then they just expand out their mouth to huge volumes. Okay. And then there's ones like gray whales. They're nothing like that. They're mud suckers. They feed on the bottom. <laughs> Suck mud up, uh, mud I and that filter. an
0: insult, you mud sucker.
1: <laughs> it's cool. They're the only ones that really do that, and um, I'm pretty sure. And then there's the bowhead whales and right whales, which are very similar in size, and shape really. Um, they're not porpoises at all. They don't have those grooves, and they can't expand their mouths out as wide like that. But they're um, among the largest. I'm pretty sure that either the third or fourth largest in the world is the say whale.
0: So many whales I have never heard of.
1: There's actually not that many baleen whales. I think there might be like less than 20. And there's like 70 species of toothed whales.
0: Apparently I'm going to have to learn about whales because... Yeah,
1: they're cool. Um, And then like one of the weird things is the Brutus whale. If you look it up, and if you go on to the Wikipedia page, especially, it will give you the Brutus whale complex because there's discussion in the scientific community of whether or not it's one or multiple species. Because there's another whale that might be just a Brutus whale called the Eden's whale. Um, and that is included in the Brutus whale complex. Yeah, they're interesting because most uh, whale, baleen whales, they'll have like one a ridge on their rostrum which is basically their nose on top of their head Okay. and brutus whales they have three. Oh. yeah three ridges on their heads um and eden's whales have that too and it's there's not a whole lot of research on them to indicate whether or not they're one or multiple species
0: interesting yep oh my gosh there's so much whale stuff to learn it's crazy mm-hmm. we have to do an episode on whales yeah. we do have the ocean coming up Yes. I don't know if we were considering whales. I don't
1: think we were. <laughs> no, we can do that as our picks. But then I feel bad because I was planning on, I think it'll be October when we're doing the ocean.
0: Uh, yes.
1: Yeah, so yes, I was thinking of like ever, doing yeah. a bunch of spooky ste- picks.
0: No, you don't get to do all spooky things. Yes. We discussing it. Anyway, <laughs> okay, folks, you don't need to know the, the background of how we choose our animals. Mm. Obviously, Casey wants to always get a spooky thing in there, and I obviously We
1: need to get something cute,
0: but it's not as well known. <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
1: it's well known to me. Most of the time. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay.
1: If you give me something I don't know, I'll be shocked.
0: Oh, I'm going to. I have a dog breeds, first of all. Well...
1: Dog breeds aren't real, we've already established that. They
0: are real, they're just not...
1: They're man-made, they're not real.
0: They're not different species, but they're (laughs) totally different. You can't look at a Chihuahua and look at a Great Dane and be like, "Oh, that's the same.
1: (laughs) They're the same species. Doesn't
0: matter. Yes, it does. They're very, very different. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah? Does a Great Dane and a Chihuahua usually interbreed? Because I haven't seen a mix of that yet.
1: (laughs) No, but they can biologically based on their chromosomes, (laughs) and there's no species barriers (laughs) other than size.
0: Either way, whatever. Um, okay, so yeah, so that's what we that's what we did. Anything, um, anything else to discuss today, Casey?
1: Yes. Speaking of the spookies.
0: Spookies. It's almost October. We should definitely do a. We have to do at least one spooky. You're right.
1: See, I'm right, guys. I'm always right.
0: <laughs> You're not always right. You're occasionally right. Also, Casey has a shirt on with a bunch of big cats, and I'm very distracted
1: by it. This is one of my new shirts. I love it.
0: Especially the snow leopard, because it's just so, like, it's kind of looking at me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like to, I tell myself it has all five big cats, because you can clearly see the snow leopard, there's the lion, a tiger, a leopard, and then I tell myself this is a jaguar. It's technically what? People would call it a black panther. I can't see any markings on it, I so I can't markings. tell if it's supposed to be a jaguar or a leopard. So I tell myself it's a jaguar, so I have all five.
0: But isn't, aren't there two jaguars then, or is that a leopard?
1: No, because this bottom people. one's a leopard okay. because if you look at the rosettes, there's no spot within the rosette.
0: Okay, cool. So now we're going to have to do a thing on, like, coats.
1: Yes, I'm going to go on a rant on cheetahs, leopards, and jaguars.
0: Okay. My favorite, we're so off topic. My favorite was when someone looked at a serval and thought it was a cheetah. Like, How? <laughs> First of all, cheetah is one of the most recognizable cats. Yeah. I feel like, lion, tiger, cheetah. That's like the three most recognizable big cats. And you think a serval is a cheetah? <laughs> what, what are you smoking? Yeah. Anyway. Well,
1: the one, it's disputed whether or not it should be considered a big cat, but clouded leopard's not on here.
0: I thought we're so off topic. I didn't even think a snow leopard counted as a big cat.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, So there's, like, two subfamilies in the family Felidae. There is the um, Felinae, which are felines, basically, um, small cats. And then there's Pantherinae, which are the big cats. And uh, they have um, a—the hyoid process is ossified in small cats. So that prevents them from roaring, whereas it's still cartilage in big cats, which allows them to roar.
0: Smiluvirs so roar?
1: No, they don't. <laughs>
0: okay, okay, I've never...
1: But they do have the um, they lack an ossified um, hyoid process. I mean,
0: size-wise, they're decent size. Yes, but I think
1: cougars are pretty close in size. I think yeah. they might actually be bigger.
0: I think cougars are probably bigger. Smiluvirs aren't that big. Yeah. Anyway, we're so off topic. We're gonna have to do something on big cats because we both love big cats. But anyway, mm-hmm. his shirt's very distracting. Where did you get it? Do you know where?
1: I got it's it, so it while side. I was in Sulvane. Ah, okay. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Well, that's not very helpful, but.
1: Yeah, it's near Santa Barbara. It's the Dutch capital of United States, apparently. It is, and
0: it's oh. very touristy. I like very, it. Very, it's, it's very cute, but it's very touristy. I love
1: their bakeries. Dude.
0: Well, yeah, Dutch bakeries mm. are pretty good. Dutch it's food? not Dutch. Oh. It's
1: um, Danish. Did I uh, say Dutch? You said Dutch. Oh, I meant Danish. I
0: think you said Dutch, am I crazy? Wow. I could have
1: sworn we I are said Danish.
0: So off topic. I'm so sorry, everybody. Okay, <laughs> let's let's get the train back on the rails. That's right, right. Yes. Is that the saying? <laughs> great,
1: Okay. Messages, story. By pastries and solving. Okay. Great.
0: Perfect. <laughs> now. Yes. Back to the, <laughs> the spookies. Yes.
1: <laughs> which I try to get on. Um, one of people's greatest fears, which sometimes drives me bonkers, is of spiders. And I'm tackling two spiders today because there's a lot of myths and misconceptions around them. One of the the one I'm going to start off with is the brown recluse. Okay. And just so you know, the scientific name is Loxosceles reclusa. I need to give the scientific name. I know
0: it's just a funny name. All the scientific names are usually funny.
1: Yes, I found out uh, while researching. I was pronouncing it its scientific name wrong for years. How dare you! I was saying Lox O Cellis instead of Lox ah Cellies. Yes. So to my fellow Californians, we do not have brown recluse. <laughs> they live in southern and central Midwest of the United States. Nowhere close to us. So the spider you are afraid of in your house is not a brown recluse. Just wanna get out of the way in the beginning. Okay. I have a book uh, I'm going to talk about a little bit later. It gives some crazy misidentifications. I will
0: say, though, sometimes they do come in on shipping stuff.
1: Yes, but... So you get
0: individuals, but they're not native.
1: Yeah. So, now, let's say you do live where there's brown recluse. Yes, they do have a medically significant bite, but that can be... Medically
0: significant?
1: well, that's I have amazing.
0: to. Amazing! Is that actually what that's like referred to? Yes, <laughs> it's medically, medically
1: significant venom. Wow, that is funny.
0: Yes. Okay. Do continue. I'm so sorry, yeah. but yeah.
1: So, um, first off, they're not out to get you. They're just going to be. <laughs> <I'm gonna plan>. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what people like think. Like the spi- there's a spider's going to come get me. And It's like no, it wants to do its business yeah. and stay away from you. And just to show this further. A study found that out of, uh, and to show people's, first off, very terrible job at identifying brown recluse. Mm -hmm. A study found out of 1,773 reported specimens, less than 20% were actually brown recluse. Yeah, and only four that were brown recluse were outside of their home range. Oh,
0: interesting.
1: Yes, and to drive the point home that they're not out to get you, There was a family that lived in Kansas for six years and was infested with by over 2,000 brown recluse.
0: (gasps) I like spiders, but that is awful. (laughs) Yes.
1: And there was only one single bite that ever happened. Oh
0: my god. Is that (laughs) typical? Are houses infested with spiders to that amount?
1: Typically not. That's an extreme case. But there used to be a show on Animal Planet called Infested. Some of the things on there were crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but one of them was a bunch of spiders. Except it was, I think, brown widows, not brown recluse. Oh, okay. Yeah. And their bite does not live up to the legend that people purport. Because um, like most people I know that think of brown recluse think, oh, you get bitching, you have to go to a hospital or you'll die. There's only 10% of recluse bites need medical attention.
0: Really?
1: Yes. And this... Their fangs are very small and fragile, so in order for them to bite you, there needs to be pressure pushed up against them um, for them to be enticed to bite you and for them to assist to bite you because their fangs can really only penetrate thin skin. Mm -hmm. And... Many of the lesions that are reported as brown relic loose bites are misidentified and were actually bacteria infections. Oh! Yeah. And some other things like... (laughs) um diabetic lesions several other medical conditions because medical personnel are not identif- trained in identifying spider bites mm. and there has not been a single death confirmed to be caused by brown recluse I don't
0: think I've ever heard of a death they just like mess you up as far as the bite Yeah There, yeah.
1: there have been some reported but none have been proven and a good portion of this information came from an ABC News article on Brown Recluse, which involved um, Richard S. Vetter, who is a retired uh, researcher from the Department of Entomology at my university. Mm-hmm. So a little shout-out to my university. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he also wrote a book that I was referencing to earlier, The Brown Recluse Spider is what it's titled. If you have a Kindle, it's only 10 bucks, so I bought it. <laughs> and I've been reading it very consistently about third way through. Okay. And I recommend most people go out and get it.
0: That's what you should get. Like, I feel like you should get the hardcover, though, for anyone who doesn't like spiders. Like, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Barbical <laughs> we'll Spiders. Yeah,
1: but that's one of the ridiculous things in there is like people are so bad at identifying them.
0: Yeah, I mean, spiders are hard to identify.
1: Yeah, and if you do like a few minutes of research on a certain spider, you can easily identify it, um, honestly. Um, because really, brown recluse kind of unique in a special certain ways, but you have to look a bit closer than a typical person would to have, identify. Yeah, no,
0: no, people, well, people usually don't want their face right next to them. Mm-hmm. Don't they have the violin?
1: Yes, but there's other recluse species that have that violin. Okay. Their venom is not nearly as significant. Okay,
0: it's not medically significant in yeah. term today. Yeah, <laughs>
1: the reason they say that is it's not deadly, but it is medically right, significant.
0: Need to go and get treatment
1: yeah, but most of the time they send you away if you don't have any symptoms. Like I said, only 10% need medical attention.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. I okay. <laughs> like it. No. Yeah,
1: and that's, but I, I'm going to get to another fact okay. a bit later. So the next one I want to talk about is the Black Widow. Yes. And I am, since we're in California, I'm going to be a bit more focused on the Western Black Widow, Latrodectus Hesperus. <laughs>
0: that's amazing. Yes.
1: That is the ones we see, and um, not I as scary as their reputation makes it out to be. Because like
0: seen some fatty ones, of those. Oh yeah,
1: so like the recluse, they are very shy, reclusive species. Not out to get you. Just want to stay in the little bunkers and I catch just some bugs. I love
0: the image of spiders hatching and playing. Oh, Johnny is such a dick. <laughs> Let's talk to the other spiders. We're gonna get him.
1: Yeah, and they're unlikely to bite. I found this fascinating. <laughs> So, usually they will only bite when they feel they're, like, getting pinched across their entire body. Oh. Yeah, Reacher's has found that um, in most scenarios, even repeatedly poking it with your finger won't entice them to bite. Not to try that. <laughs> I don't recommend it. No. But I found that f- so interesting. Normally, they'll just run away. They'll also play dead or throw silk at you.
0: <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> Go away. Ooh, thank you. Yes.
1: Yeah. And uh, they do, they are one of the species that has a medically significant venom, but it's people think you get bitten, you're likely to die. Um, not the case at all. Really? V- very rarely you never will need... I thought
0: that you would die from those. It just hurt.
1: I've met a lot of people that think they would really? die from a black widow. Really, any spider. Like, a lot of people That's, think there that...
0: there's so few spiders that are going to mess you up that much, and most of them are in Australia, I feel like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so... Just to show that, in 2013, out of nearly 2,000 black widow bites, only 14 had severe symptoms. Hmm. And the mortality rate, this was very difficult to find because I could not find articles of confirmed deaths really. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you'd have
0: to be allergic. That's the only
1: way. Yeah, that's probably the only way. But best I could find suggests that the mortality rate is less than 1%. Yeah,
0: it's. Mm -hmm. I know someone who got bit, and he got blisters around the bite, but that
1: was it. He didn't need medical attention. Yeah, and just a little fun fact about this species. Yeah. Um, So black widows. So first off, black widows is really in reference to the genus Latrodectus, because there's a lot of black widows. There's like 30 species. Wow,
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, like Australian. Western Western black widow is ours. Yeah, then there's ones in Australia, like the Australian redback. That's a black widow. But yeah, um, they're well known for females eating the males during mating. Yep. Our species very rarely does that, actually.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Are the males black, too, or are they brown?
1: No, they're brown and tiny still.
0: Okay. Yeah. I definitely think we interrupted one more time. I was like <laughs> cleaning out a, um, an outdoor chair, mm-hmm. and it's Fatty. Fat, the biggest black widow I've ever seen. Like the red was so obvious, mm-hmm. and usually you have to like look for that yeah. kind of if they're you know on their legs. Um, so fat, and then there was like a smaller brown one mm-hmm. coming out of the same area. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I once again want to give credit to a scientist, uh, Catherine Scott is was an, the scientist involved in the article I read. She is an arachnologist uh, from the Simon Fraser University in British Columbia, Canada.
0: I'm sorry, arachnologist? Yes. That is an amazing term. Yep. Good job, Karen Scott. Mm-hmm. I just want to, like, introduce myself as Karen Scott, arachnologist.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so spiders as a whole, really there's only three species of spider with medically significant venom. Okay. That's... Air quotes around species. Okay. One of those is the black widows, mm-hmm. the all species and genus Electrodectus, the brown recluse, and the Chilean recluse. Okay which is Loxocelles lita? Are you
0: saying for America these are the only ones that are? Because obviously the ones in Australia...
1: Yeah, I couldn't best. find any... I'm, it might be for America, but like it didn't give reference for a continent, so I feel like it's more worldwide. But there are but,
0: definitely deadly ones in Australia that will...
1: I suspect that...
0: significant at least.
1: Probably. Like like I said, yeah. uh, the Australian redback, that's one that's pretty legendary, oh, okay. and that's a black widow. But
0: isn't it the funnel web one is, like, the worst one in Australia?
1: Something mm. like that.
0: There's something over there. There's one really bad spider over there. Might be. But anyway. But
1: they're related to tarantulas, and they don't really have potent venom like certain spiders. There's
0: one spider over there that's world black. Yeah. I forget what it is. I have <laughs>
1: to look <that>. And funnel <laughs> web, I'm pretty sure, like, reference to a whole genus as well. So, yep, that is my tackle on the myths of spiders.
0: <laughs> I have to say something funny. I don't know why it made me think of it. Um, but, so, we have a lot of tarantulas out here.
1: I have never seen a tarantula out in the wild. Are you
0: serious? Yes, and it makes me mad. You haven't seen them at your house? You've no.
1: Been- what? I oh, see God. tons of spiders, but okay. no tarantulas. So
0: when I was growing up, every time, every year, we he would come home and you go up the steps to our front door. And there's kind of a little alcove there. And on the right wall, always, two, two tarantulas just hanging out on the mm-hmm. wall. And then we had a window. Like, if you go past that, there's a window to get into, like, the dining room. And our cats, stupid cats, have, like, torn open the screen for a part. Mm-hmm. So one day, I come out, and it's around Halloween. I come out from my room, and my mom and dad are chilling in the living room watching TV. And I, like, did a little bit, of, like, take back because there's a, what looks like a giant fake spider on our dining room mm. floor. I forget, our house setup was kind of weird. But anyway, on that floor. Um, and I was about to be like, oh, ha ha, real funny, and pick it up and throw it on my mom, who was sitting on the couch. So luckily, the dog saved her because our dog came over, and she's like, what is this? And, like, sniffed at it, and then the leg moved, and I was like, oh, no, that's <laughs> real. <laughs> so then, of course, made my dad take it outside. But, yeah, we had them, and they were always trying to get in the house. <sighs> so like, One black one and one brown were always trying to get in there. But, yeah, so they're so funny, but but tarantulas are cool. Yeah. I find them. But I had when we went um we went skydiving a while back and it's, even when you go your first time it's gonna be tandem right. So my instructor I forget his name now it's been too long anyway. <laughs> he was saying how I think we were asking like what's something that gets your adrenaline going because you skydive for a living you do like seven jumps a day right. Um, and he was like I was actually chased by a tarantula one time on a on a hike <laughs> he was like I was shocked I was like going up the mountain. And this tarantula was over there, and I was like, oh, I think he almost stepped on it, because mm-hmm. it happened at first, so then it kind of, like, reared up at him, and he was like, oh, sorry, so he backed up, and <laughs> it chased him, and then because it chased him, and then he, like, ran, like, 40 feet and looked back, and it was still coming, <laughs> so then he just, like, booked it down the mountain, and so at some point it stopped, but it just cracked me up, because usually they're not like that.
1: I'm, I'm not sure like, if that was a tarantula. I think I might know what it might have been. What would it
0: be? It looks like a tarantula
1: then. Yeah, there's another arachnid. I yeah. don't know if they're native, so okay. it would be weird if it was. I think um, it was here that it happened. Yeah, but there's these arachnids called sulfugids. Okay. They're also called sun spiders or camel spiders. Okay. They're not spiders at all, but um, like they're one of the animals that get like missed from people over in. The deployed in Middle East, saying I've that... have
0: seen camel spiders. Yeah. I saw one in my house one time, I was like, what the hell is this thing?
1: Yeah. I don't know if they're native, but I I'll have to look like that spiders. up. But, um...
0: But, yeah, so he was just shocked, because he also yeah, was like... Yeah, because, like, like what...
1: They, like, get... They have these photos that they, like, zoom in, make mm-hmm. them, like, the size of a cat. It's like, they're nowhere near that big. No invertebrate can get that big with our oxygen levels. But, yeah, they're arachnid, and they can move pretty quick. And the reason that they move... <laughs> and come, uh, seem to be chasing you as they're in hot climates typically and they and want the to get shade. in the shade it's so no, they're chasing after <laughs> I, your what, shadow. I, I'm
0: pretty yeah. sure I found one of those in my house. So I was like, what is that thing? Yeah. It almost looks like a mix between a spider and a scorpion. Yeah. It's really weird looking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what it was, but I was trying to Google and find out, and I think it was a camel spider, but yeah. but anyway, yeah, so he was shocked, because he's like, I've seen tarantulas, yeah. and never a problem." but this one was just like...
1: Yeah, because most tarantulas are really slow, yeah. except for the arboreal species and the old world tarantulas.
0: I don't think it was really close to catching him. I think it was more of a, yeah. a giant you know tarantula running at me, yeah. and then it didn't stop when I expected it to, so I'm just going to... Yeah.
1: Run. I'm also not that familiar with tarantulas in North America. Somewhat Mexico and South America is what I know more I'm of. Still
0: shocked that you have not seen one in the wild.
1: It makes me mad. Have Ow. you
0: seen snakes in the wild, like rattlesnakes, or any kind of snake in the wild?
1: Not a rattlesnake. I've seen king snakes. Not
0: even a gopher snake.
1: Oh wait, I have you seen a gopher ball. snake. I've seen gopher snakes, garter snakes, snake. and king snakes, but not rattlesnakes. Oh,
0: gosh, I've seen a ton of rattlesnakes.
1: Yeah, my mom saw them once. When one time she went on a walk once and was mad. She was mad that she saw it. No, I was mad. Yeah, I was to... mad
0: you didn't see it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and there was like rabbits mobbing it as like, Ooh, what's going on? Rabbit. Like I know meerkats do that in Africa, That's but interesting. I've never heard rabbits doing something like that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I
0: have quick rabbit trails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, as per yeah. usual, I don't know if I told this story already. Ugh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, I didn't. So we grew up in the boonies. Not super. Not compared to like Montana, but. <laughs> And one morning, my dad comes back and he's like, "Keep all the animals inside because there was a rattlesnake up." We had like this staircase that went up part of our backyard, and there was a rattlesnake. And it was cold, so it was still like curled up and not very active yet. So he, um, so we got a Tupperware box and like caught the snake, put the snake in the Tupperware box. It was a young rattlesnake, and then like drilled a couple holes in the top and put tape over it so it wouldn't get out. Mm. And then he was the one who would take me to school at that time. So my mom was working from home at the time. So he's like, okay. So he like calls like the animal control people to come get it, <laughs> and mm. then leaves it in the kitchen. My mom's like, no, that's going in the bathroom <laughs> where I don't have to see it. She's not a fan of snakes. Um, uh. Meanwhile, my dad will like not venomous snakes, but he'll pick up snakes in the wild if they're chill. Like obviously, if they're like get away from me, he doesn't bother. But if they're chill, like gopher snakes are super like whatever. What's going on? Um, mm-hmm. But so he like puts it in the bathroom, and the guy comes later, and my mom's just like, it's in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so I take the snake. But, yeah, we relocated, like, three at least rattlesnakes. And then there were some that were dead around our uh-huh. house. But, anyway, yeah, yeah. rattlesnakes are – I can't believe you have not seen rattlesnakes yeah. or tarantulas. Yeah.
1: Also, like, just a tip, I. it was only, like, two years ago I realized how – I know arachnids aren't nearly as diverse as insects, but I was surprised by the amount of diversity in the areas because I remember just a few years ago I learned about um vinegaroons. They kind of nice. well talk I I'll have to talk about it another time because okay. I don't know a whole lot about them. Mm-hmm. And this year I learned a new one called an Embly They're called name? whip spiders also. That sounds cool. They're cool. I was like, how have I not heard of this thing before?
0: We'll have to do, like, an episode on spiders and, like, an episode on, like, Mm we'll figure it out. Yep. We'll have fun at some point. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, we have um detoured terribly. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's get on to um our favorites for the week. Casey, I chose the favorite this week, and we had a hard time choosing because everything I suggested, Casey was like, "This is already covered in something else." <laughs> yeah,
1: I just realized something. I was like, "We don't cover as much information on the picks, so we
0: could have still done those." <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, we we should, and we do intend to cover more too. Sorry, folks. We'll go back in the...
1: Like, some of these pics, I want to do a whole feature.
0: That's fine. I guess. We'll <laughs> see. Um, you can tell which ones we really love. Okay, so, Casey, what is your favorite bear?
1: So, my favorite bear species, and for a while it was my favorite species on Earth, what is the polar bear?
0: What did they do to get downgraded?
1: I found out about orcas and how cool they were.
0: Ugh. <laughs> polar bears over orcas. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah.
1: So their scientific name is Ursus maritimus. <laughs> that makes sense. Yep, And um, they're the largest land carnivore on Earth. Um, males are about 6 to 10 feet long and weigh from 700 to 1,200 pounds. Yeah, they're big. Oh, yeah. They're huge. And females, um, 5 to 8 feet long and weigh about 330 to 650 pounds. So they do display a decent amount of sexual dimorphism. And they're not actually white. Um, their skin is actually black. Really? Yes. Interesting. Yep. And their fur is not even white. It's not really white. It's
0: kind of like mm. a yellowy kind
1: of... No, that, what that is from is the oils in their fur. Oh,
0: interesting.
1: Yeah, their, their um, f- fur is actually translucent and colorless.
0: Okay, that's weird. Yeah. So why does the
1: black not show through? Uh just kind of think about like how sunlight hits it, it all the light gets reflected. Yeah, yeah. Reflected. Refracted. <laughs> yeah. And when that's basically your eye perceiving all the colors of yeah. the rainbow. And so when you get that it appears white. Okay. That's some physics stuff you'll have to learn on your own. I'm not explaining it. Okay. <laughs> but basically the same reason why s- Snow, like snow, ice is yeah. translucent, colorless, and it ah. appears white. Interesting. Okay. Yep. And um, they are, I would put land carnivore in uh, air quotes uh, because they're technically marine mammals. Yeah. Yeah. But they
0: don't, but, like, sleep in the water. So. No, but not all of But they're animals. in the water a lot, and yeah. they hunt in the water, too. Yeah.
1: So, a definition of marine mammal is a mammal that is dependent upon the ocean. Mm. Yeah, and also these guys do have some webbing in their feet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they have some blubber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, <laughs> for insulation, and so they don't get too cold. And they actually are more susceptible to getting overheated with how well they are adapted to staying warm in the Arctic. Wow. Yep, they are an ambush predator, specializing in hunting seals, which I find kind of. In- like some people might find a bit darker because they're actually relatively related.
0: Oh, that's weird.
1: Yeah, they're both um, in a suborder of animals called Caniforms. Those are the dog-like um, carnivores.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, this is morphology. That... that
0: they're that close, so it's just sad because seals are cute and then they, mm-hmm. but the penguins don't think the seals are cute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not all of them. Yeah, but they're ma- they mainly target ring seals because they have a high amount of fat and calories. Mm. Their digestive system so weird because of how they can process such large quantities of fat. Polar bears? Or the yeah, polar head. bears,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. And they actually get uh, me- omega-6s and omega-3s from the seals. like hmm.
0: yep. vitamins. Yep.
1: Their average lifespan is about 20 to 25 years. And they can live into their 30s in captivity. And they're currently listed as vulnerable. Population trend is unknown uh, because research in the Arctic is so difficult. Yes. And their major threat is warming climate and loss of sea ice. Mm hmm.
0: I think we're all aware the polar bears are not doing
1: great. <laughs> they're doing better than some other bears, but down the line, it's bad.
0: Yep. Have you seen the video of one, there's, like, a guy, a wildlife photographer, and he's in this, like, probably not glass, but, like, plastic, probably, thing, and yeah. trying to get to him. Oh, my God, I would be having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. try it real hard. Anyway. All right. So, is that it for the polar bears? Yes. Okay. So, my favorite bear, I had a really hard time choosing this, mm. because I didn't want to be super basic and go with a panda. <laughs> Plus... Like, they're cute and they're kind of cool, but they're not that interesting. And I kept steering away from the most obvious one because I felt like it was too basic. But actually, when I Mm. found out they come in all kinds of colors, I was like, you know, what I'm going with it. And I've also seen these in the wild. So I chose the North American Black Bear, which the very first thing I'm going to say about them, because that's a deceiving name, (laughs) I think most ones I've seen have been brown. But they come in black, blue, gray, brown, cinnamon, I'm gonna post a picture. It's really cute. Um, <laughs> and then they occasionally come in white, which I've obviously never seen. But cinnamon is so cute. I can't even tell you. I would name it Teddy because it have to oh be. Oh my gram, gosh. Obviously. <laughs> anyway, so um, but their colors are super cool. Um, their scientific name is Ursus americanus, which is great. Um, and they range through most of North America, and they um, were extirpated which basically means wiped out <laughs> from most of their original um, U.S. and Mexican uh, range. But you do still find them in the U.S. We have them in California and they're all over the place. Yep. Um, in the wild, they generally live to be about in their 20s. The oldest one that they're aware of in the wild actually lived to 39, and that is the oldest wild bear of any bear species. So that's super cool. And in captivity, they usually make it into their 30s, and the oldest on record was 44. They are 5 to 6 feet long, 200 to 600 pounds, so kind of small. They're not something that big for a bear. Yeah. Um, like,
1: there's people on my 600-pound life that are bigger.
0: Yes, there are a lot of people. Football players are, like, 300 pounds or 250. Um, anyway, they are opportunistic feeders, They, um, which is why you'll see them going through trash a lot and... That can, that's the biggest issue where people run into them is that they come into, you know, not really towns, that look like on the...
1: Or you boundaries. go camping and they don't yeah, put their food in camping, a bear box.
0: They're going to go for trash it, for trashes for trash. And, um, and if you're kind of on the outskirts, they might go through your trash and look for food around your house. So. Um, but they mostly eat vegetation and then sometimes fish and mammals and small mammals. Um, and their status according to the, yep, I-C-U-N? Nope.
1: I-U-C-N.
0: I-U-C-N. I was close, guys. Uh, oh, no. Here we go again. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, is least concerned, and their population is actually increasing, which is great. So, um, yeah. So, they're <laughs> cool. I've actually um, experienced two, I believe. Well, probably more than two technically, but um, I remember going camping, and, there was a big ruckus because one was digging through a dumpster, actually, so it was inventive. Um, so it was crazy because there's a bunch of people at the campsite. Luckily, these people were being smart enough to keep a distance. But there was, like, a line of people on the other side of the bear and then all the line of people on our side of the campsite. <laughs> like, But people had their flashlights on it and they're, like, shining in our faces and stuff. It's like, come on, man, just let the bear do its thing. But yeah, so if you do go camping, you're supposed to put your trash up, but I've never gone camping in a place where they're common, so we haven't even had to. We just walk out in the car.
1: I've been to Yosemite where they're relatively common, but we see it in a campground where they're not gonna venture in much.
0: Yeah, Yosemite, I do a bear box, but no. normal camping, we just put it in the car. But no. I definitely have seen people, rabbit trailing again, hmm. um, when I'm going camping, and they leave all their food out overnight. And there's coyotes. It's not just bears, like squirrels and everything. And I'm like, you being stupid is going to bring it into my campsite if I am next to you. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, so they're really cool. And the other one I saw was actually in Canyon de Shea, which is in Arizona. Um, it's also spelled Canyon de Shelley. Ooh, I should get this right. I'm pretty sure it's on Navajo land. Hmm. I should check to make sure that is accurate um but he's on one of the reservations and it's gorgeous and there's some ruins in it and it's just so cool i should like post video of that trip anyway um but we went in there we're with her guide and there was a bear actually in a tree so i actually got to see one in a tree and it nice. was so cool and like another car and us pulled up and the bear was kind of like oh so we all back off i'm like it's okay we're not <laughs> trying to scare you and he's like what are you doing I'm like we just want to look at you you're cute <laughs> um, so then he was like okay you're at a distance now, so I can relax. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they're super cool. And I didn't realize they came in all, all those colors. So, And they're also not very aggressive. I also <laughs> found some info. I'm going to have to look up the website. But they have a section called Bear With Us. <laughs> and it goes over, like, if you interact with bears and just information about them. And there's a video of this. I think it's Canadian. And this guy um, is telling you what to do if you run into one. And the general thing is, um, don't make eye. I mean, I should get through the thing like don't make eye contact because if you're in North America, this is the most likely the barrier you'd run into. Um, don't make eye contact if it's still approaching you. Make yourself look bigger. Kind of like mountain lion rules. Rules. Yeah. <laughs> Back away. Except
1: with a you'll never know they're there. <laughs>
0: Now there are videos of people running into a mountain.
1: Land. Yeah, but most of the time they're there. You don't know yeah. if a bobcat is there. They'll let you know.
0: <laughs> but um, so he actually used, which I should do when I go hiking. Is a great idea because I find so much trash and stuff. Is a trash bag. <laughs> so this guy, like you know, when you put a trash bag out and make like a little parachutey thing of it, and it makes noise and says "Go away, bear. Go away, bear." So that's what you do. Um, also, since
1: made- he's Canadian, shouldn't he be saying "Go away, bear, please"?
0: <laughs> go away, Barry. <laughs> um, no, you're trying to be assertive, not polite. You
1: can be assertive by <laughs> saying Thank please. Thank you
0: when it leaves. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we're off topic mm-hmm. as per usual. Um, but yes, yeah, so they go over over things with them, and um, also makes me think of a of a, a saying that is. Although now that we know they come in so many colors, it's not exactly ideal, but it's. Um, I don't know what order it goes in, but black fight back, brown lay down, white goodnight. Yes. <laughs> so if it's a black bear, you're going to like brah. If it's a brown bear like a grizzly bear, you're supposed to play dead. Yep. And then if it's a polar bear, just
1: good luck. night, Irene.
0: <laughs> it's, it's <gonna>
1: <laughs> <go>. <laughs> Hope you're in some kind of well-built. Yep barrier
0: oh and also black bears they definitely said specifically don't run and don't climb a tree they're climbers so don't do that um,
1: that is not my first instinct but i see a bear
0: yeah and and don't kneel down don't make yourself small so just make yourself big and then they also said a lot of times they'll do a um a bluff charge oh yeah so don't freak out if it runs at you it's probably just going to do it and stop mm-hmm. so just hold your ground and be like no and back away slowly so, I mean, yeah, but they're super cool, and yeah, so they're not aggressive, really. It's very rare that I didn't look into any kind of altercations, but it's very rare that there's any altercations mm-hmm. with people, and they're pretty cool. Just don't be dumb and put food in your tent. Yep. That's real. It's just a dumb thing to do. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so those are our bears, and it is time to move on to... Our
1: animal, the animal of the week, week.
0: Which is...
1: The pronghorn.
0: The pronghorn antelope.
1: Yes. So these guys come from the order Artiodactyla, which is even toed ungulates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they actually belong to their own family. It, the Antilocapridae. Okay. And their scientific name is Antilocapra capra americana. This I found interesting what their closest relative
0: is. Okay.
1: The giraffe. Awesome. <laughs> Yep. So they're no
0: Okapi! Aren't they kind of close to a copy, then?
1: Yes, but it's a... Uh, I think it's a... They're in the same super family, mm-hmm. so not that closely okay. related. Yeah, That's yeah.
0: interesting. I don't really see similarities between them, but okay.
1: Nope, but prong- pronghorns are weird. Um, they Yes, they are. So these guys live in desert and prairie habitats primarily and found in parts of the western half of the United... North America as a whole mm-hmm. uh, from canada down to mexico they usually live on average from seven to ten years in the wild whereas in captivity it's about 11 years it's a little bit longer and they're moderately sized they're about three feet tall and five feet long weigh anywhere from 90 to 150 pounds and like most other artiodactyls, they're herbivores and eat grass, they also eat sagebrush, and a bunch of other different kinds of tough vegetation that most animals can't digest. And they are ridiculously fast.
0: How fast are they?
1: They can run up to 60 miles per hour. Which is
0: ridiculous, yeah. Yeah. Nothing around here runs that fast. Yeah,
1: they're the fastest terrestrial animal in the Western Hemisphere, and second globally only to the cheetah. That is crazy. Yeah. and like Allie said, much faster than any predator that lives in the United States. So, actually probably an example of what's called a evolutionary anachronism or a biological anachronism, which is an organism that is adapted for an environment that no longer exists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, what is uh, hypothesized with these guys is we used to have American cheetahs in the United States. In the Pleistocene period, I'm pretty sure. And um, if they're fast like the modern cheetah down in, over in Africa, then it would make sense for the pronghorns right. to be that fast. But no American cheetahs to chase them down, so they're adapted to a predator there that no longer exists. So they are overly fast. Yeah. Yeah. And they have really good eyesight for... uh Prey species. They actually have the largest eye-to-body ratio of any North American ungulate. Wow. Yeah. And another... This is where their name basically comes from. But another weird aspect about them is their horns. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, that's where they get their name. And it's weird because they're not actually what we would call horns. Because basically there are... Horns, which are typically found on antelope, Mm -hmm. which these guys, again, are not. And then there's antlers, which are on deer. And so antlers are made of bone, and they shed them every year. Mm -hmm. Whereas horns are made of compressed keratin, which is the same stuff as your fingernails and your hair, and those never shed. Mm -hmm. Pronghorns have basically what they'll call pronghorns because it's not a horn or antlers. Um, cause it's, the sheath is made out of keratin, but they shed yearly.
0: Yeah. How weird.
1: Yes. It, it's very weird. And also like the shape of them is odd because yeah. they're not branched out like, um, antlers, but they do have this little pokey, uh, digression in the middle of the horn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they shed them every year. Mostly males, females. It's a bit more sporadic. But, yeah, it makes them very weird.
0: That's so crazy. Yeah. They are a very unique animal. Mm-hmm. And they're just really cool looking. Oh yeah, I think they're one of the coolest looking animals we have in North America.
1: Yeah, and I've never seen a live one. I've seen preserved cesspins, but well, never live ones. Come
0: with me to visit my parents, you will. That's how <laughs> I first knew about them. Ah,
1: yeah. And like several other ungulates, uh, they do this thing called chewing the cud, which is where they'll chew their food, swallow it, throw it back up, chew it again. So <laughs> it again and then swallow it again and then they have a multi-chambered stomach and then it gets uh, digested with the help of bacteria through the all those chambers and they do display some sexual dimorphism the males usually have larger horns than the females and their general body size is about 10 percent larger and I cannot talk today. <laughs> <laughs> they are a polygynous species, which is basically where there is a male that has a harem of females. Mm-hmm.
0: Are there multiple males in a herd and they just have their own little harems? Or is there usually like one
1: male? Pretty sure there's usually just one male, okay. the females and calves. Yeah. They might be like bighorn sheep and males go off on their own for a while, but I'm not sure. Okay. I don't think they're like that, though. And they um, have an outer layer of fur in which the hairs are filled with air to keep them warm during the winter months. Mm -hmm. And just as a random fun fact, the pronghorn is the symbol for the American Society of Mammalogists.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Mm
1: -hmm. And fortunately for the pronghorns, they are listed as least concerned by the IUCN Red List. The population is stable currently. It's
0: probably because nothing can catch them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I bet cars are doing a better job of uh, a <laughs> And
1: even then, they're probably speeding. It shouldn't be doing that.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's currently about 750,000 mature individuals. There is a subspecies down in Baja, California, and those are called the Peninsular um, Pronghorn. There's only about 150 individuals left. Oh, okay. Yeah. They are threatened by hunting and agriculture development. And one thing conservationists do is, is they set up these large breeding pens mm-hmm. out in the wild to um, translocate them into their new habitat. And it, they're huge, like multi-acres, allow them um, plenty of space to roam and run around mates while they get acclimated before they're let loose. Mm, okay. Yeah. And there's also a breeding herd um, at the LA Zoo in case there's some environmental disaster or some new disease that spreads through the populations and wipes gotcha. them out. And that is the pronghorn antelope. That is not an antelope.
0: It's not an antelope. Isn't that the third thing now that's been a lie?
1: Probably. Well, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. the horseshoe
0: crab is not a crab. wolf. not Yeah. Also, now that I look at the pictures, I have seen
1: those before. <laughs> horseshoe crabs?
0: Yeah. They. What do they make me think of? First an alien, but, yes. um, I don't know what else is, uh, it's, it's weird, they're weird looking, but yeah, yeah. um, I
1: yeah. always call them pronghorns, but a lot of people call them pronghorn antelopes. Yeah, I heard that
0: it was pronghorn antelope.
1: Well, if you go,
0: um, with me to visit my parents, um, mm-hmm. that's where I saw them, they're just out on the plains, so my parents live in Arizona, mm-hmm. but in the more mountainous uh, areas of mountain of, um, Arizona, so they also eat a lot of deer, and even elk. Mm. Um, so literally you will be driving and you see the deer and the antelope play, although now we can't say antelope because they're not really antelope, but their name is that, so. Yep, home on the range where the deer and the antelope play must be (laughs) Arizona.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I do know there is one, one place where there is deer and antelope, and that's Africa. Yep. There's only one deer in all of Africa. Africa That's
0: so crazy. (laughs) All right. And that brings us to our challenge. Oh, boy. So I am gonna give you two minutes to answer these. You have twenty questions. Um, I did not do math in the beginning, so th- this is a- the Animal Addicts game, which is in no way like Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly like Jeopardy. So Casey can win a lot of money. Um, I did that.
1: I you- cannot spend.
0: Nope, you can't spend it. I should do the math really fast. Um, <laughs> nine. 12, 14, you can went up to $1,500 per category, and there are four categories. So $6,000, I believe, right? Yeah, <laughs> check that math, okay.
1: 1,504 categories?
0: Yeah, yeah, 15 and 15 is 30, and yeah, so then double that is 60, so it should be 6,000. It should be right. Let me. Yep, 6,000. All right, see, I can math. Thank you, D&D. Yeah. Um would that be amazing if I could do like 6 thousand damage though? Woo. that'd be pretty a Wow, 20 minutes. let's not set it for that. All right, so this is it's not Jeopardy rules as far as you have to do the like what is? I'm just gonna ask you the question and obviously you can start you have to start at the hundred. Uh-huh. So the categories are things you should know if you paid attention to our podcast and you have a hundred dollar 200 300 400, $400 and 500. So you can win 6000 fake dollars, theoretically. <laughs> the next category is literary animals. The next one is television and film animals. And the last category is legends and heroes. And if you do not get one of the $100 ones, you don't get to move on. So uh. you have to get those. I tried to make them easier. We'll see how this goes. Okay. Are you ready? Do you understand all the rules?
1: Yes. Face this toward you. Good. I can't remember all the
0: categories. All right. Um, all right. Here... We go and start. Pick Th- the first one.
1: Things you should know for 100. Okay,
0: things you should know for 100. What kind of animal is Destiny from Finding Dory?
1: A little good whale. Oh wait, no, uh, whale shark. Oh,
0: I'm gonna give it to you, but you're lucky this isn't Jeopardy rules, because they would've said no on that. Okay, <laughs> what so- is whale shark? <laughs> you have to be one of the whale shark, you just get the right answer. <laughs> Next category, go. Um,
1: can I just continue with the you can things the couch, you right? should
0: know? Okay, what kind of animal is uh, rescuer bernard from the rescuers down under I don't know Are you serious? Wait. I was he the same Bernard? I about him. in animal physics. A mouse. Yes. Okay. So disappointed. <laughs> okay, pay attention to our podcast. Or pay attention to me. Okay. Are but you I'm already- the same category? Yes. Okay.
1: Things you should what know. What
0: kind of dog is Dante from Coco?
1: Zola, she's Quintly. <laughs> I can't pronounce it.
0: <laughs> Good effort. Sholo is Quintly. Okay. Uh,
1: Things you should know for 500.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> what kind of dog do the Dalmatians disguise themselves as to avoid Corella, Jasper, and Horace? Labs? Yes. Except
1: Things you should way. know, 500.
0: Okay. What kind of dog is Georgette from Oliver and Company? Did you pay attention when I asked you this question? Oliver and Company? Yes. Georgette? i literally asked you this exact question before.
1: I'll pass. Okay. <laughs> Um, literary Animals, All 100 right.
0: What is the name of the pig in Charlotte's Web? Wilbur Yep What? Oh, are you going in the same
1: category? Lip, yes, Liberty Animals <laughs> Liberty
0: Animals <laughs> What is the name of Charlie Brown's Somewhat faithful dog Snoopy Yep Continue Literary on. Animals, okay. 300 Um, This little guy made a habit of stealing vegetables from other people's gardens
1: Oh, uh, Peter Rabbit Yep Literary animals 400
0: this book follows a horse that has multiple different owners throughout his life and one in particular really sucks Seabiscuit No All right, that was your guess uh, <laughs> okay, Let me get to that one. So choose a new category
1: I can't read the other one.
0: Oh TV and film? TV, <laughs> TV and film animals Okay, so what kind of dog is Babe?
1: Babe. I didn't even say
0: dog, sorry, what kind of animal is babe? Pig! Yeah, sorry, I'm terrible. Okay. TVN
1: Film Animals, okay. 200.
0: <laughs> what is the name of the cat, quotes, in Captain Marvel? Damn,
1: I don't know that. Um, Legends and Heroes. Okay,
0: what is the name of this winged horse from Greek mythology? Pegasus. Okay. Same category, what is the name of Hades' dog that guards the underworld? Service? Yep. Service,
1: but yes, service. Legends and Heroes, 300.
0: Okay. What is the name of the dog that brought a diphtheria serum to Nome, Alaska, in 1925?
1: Can't repeat the question.
0: What is the name of the dog that brought a diphtheria serum to North? No, jeez, Nome, Alaska, in 1925. I don't know. There's a movie about him. Oh. That's time. That's time. All right. So, do you want to know the questions that you didn't get first, or do you want to know how much money you got first?
1: Let us know what I failed at first.
0: Okay, all right. So, here we go. So, finishing off, things you should know if you listen to our podcast, was Georgette is a poodle.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yep.
0: All right. Moving on into four, the book that follows a horse that has multiple different owners throughout his life, and one in particular really sucks, Black Beauty.
1: Oh, I would have not gotten that.
0: I was doing, like, childhood books. This one, you might be too young. That's
1: terrible at reading for childhood.
0: Okay. What is the name of this adventurous dog who retells classic literary stories with himself as the main character?
1: Yeah, I don't know that.
0: Wishbone, It's so good. Never heard of it. Okay, then you... I was also giving you a bonus of what kind of dog is Uh he. It's a Jack Russell Terrier. Mm. Okay. So, TV and film. We had problems. (laughs) Off from the start. What is the name of the cat in Captain Marvel? Goose.
1: Goose like Top Gun Oh my gosh I'm pretty sure that's the guy in Top Gun,
0: right? I just outed myself as not knowing stuff mm. Okay, well, let's see if you would have gotten this one What is the name of Jon Snow's Direwolf in Game of Thrones?
1: I don't know that Ghost Ghost He saves him he
0: saves I him.
1: never watched Game of Thrones or read the let's books
0: see if you know this one What kind of animal is Salem from the Sabrina the Teenage Witch series? A cat Yes, he has a black cat like Black
1: cat that yep. can talk Yep Unless you're talking about the Netflix series
0: yeah, no, I'm talking about the original one, back in
1: like
0: the 90s. <laughs> also, I think it was like a comic before that. Anyway, what kind of dog is Sam from I Am Legend in one of the saddest scenes ever? I Am Legend? With Will Smith. It's a zombie movie.
1: Oh, I'd never watch that. No.
0: Oh. Yeah. Well, she's a German Shepherd.
1: German Shepherd, yeah. ah.
0: All right, Legends and Heroes, 300 is where we had problems. Balto, I'm so disappointed in you. Balto, There's a statue of him and I was very upset I didn't get to see it, that's a whole nother story. And then this dog got the serum to Balto to finish the run to Nome.
1: No clue. Two main
0: dogs did it. Togo. So they were the lead sled dogs that had to get this because they couldn't get train or something up to Gnome back in the day. So they had to use sled dogs to get it there. And then this one I didn't expect you to get because I had to look it up.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: What is the name of Paul Bunyan's ox? I do not know. I remembered he had an ox, but I didn't remember the name. Babe the Blue Ox. Ah, uh. So that is it. So you ended with math. <laughs> 6, 10, then 13, 16, and that's gonna be a 17, 18, 20, 2,000. Get to the box. Fake Woo! dollars. Woo! 2,000 fake dollars. Good times. Well, that brings us to the end of the seventh episode of the Animal Addicts podcast, and I just realized I failed at one of my jobs. I did not find a
1: pun. Oh my gosh, there was no pun! We're
0: pun today.
1: <gasps> We're punless!
0: We're punless! It's terrible! I'm gonna have to do two in episode eight, I guess. That's so sad. There yeah. are some that are like easy, but they're like, some of them are kinda lame. So. Like,
1: have a very good day?
0: <laughs> have a very good day. You have a very good day. <laughs> Uh. (laughs) anyway Uh. (laughs) alright well thank you for joining us for episode 7 of the Animal Addicts podcast as always we're your hosts Allie and Casey and we will catch you on the next episode